This is exactly right. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, Karen Kilgariff. That is how you say your name. Stop making fun of me. A lot Um, of people come up to me and they say, Kilgariff. What the hell's up with that? uh, A lot of people. How many people? Do they go... 15 people at once? If there's a problem in their town, do they go see the local sheriff? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's I mean, yes, easy. I do. I get I do. furious with them right away when they mess you it up. You should please attack them in the face area if they mispronounce my in last name. In your honor, I yell as I punch. In, in your Karen's honor. honor. <laughs> How are you doing these days? I'm doing great. I've, I've been, uh, you know, golfing a lot. I got a package today, by the way. From our oh, yeah? friend Lauren Cannon, who works for the 49ers. And I'll show you mine first. It's got, it's a jersey with my name on it. Oh my God, a 49ers jersey? Yeah, a real one. You've always loved the Niners. Well, you know, I don't follow football or care about <laughs> it, but I'm amazing at throwing a football. I enjoy throwing spirals. And, and, and another box came too. And look whose name is on <gasps> this one. Kilgariff! Yeah! (laughs) Kilgariff! It says Kilgariff on it. I'm thrilled. You know what? That is actually going to go over big in my family. Because, of course, Bay Area, right? Represent. If for no other reason, just to show it to your dad and like, check it out, fuck nuts! (laughs) (laughs) That that literally scared me. There's just I don't know where it came from. I think I was channeling an old Jimmy Pardo joke. This so- <laughs> where he gets a check and he shows it to Danielle and he's like, look at this, fuck nuts. Time to start carrying your weight. That's a Jimmy Pardo joke. And it entered my brain. Oh, I love it. You um, said you had a story before we bring our guests back. Do you still want to? Yes, and it's going to go quickly. But my dog, George, is ha- part lab, part hound. And she is very neurotic. She's got some problems. And one of the things, can you see her? Uh-huh. <laughs> one of the things that she does and always has done even at my old house is she loves to dig a hole and not just like a little hole like you imagine a dog digging 
at the other house, she dug a hole under my patio cement where her entire body would disappear. She was like tunneling under the patio and we we call it the project because she just won't stop doing it. And I kind of don't try to get her to stop. Yeah. So it, so we moved, of course, moving to a new house. She picks a new project and she's been digging behind this tree. I've lived here for two years and she's, she won't, I can't get her to stop and I'll catch her and try to be mean to her, but I never actually discipline these dogs in any way. And so she's just been, so I told, I have a lady that's re-landscaping my backyard because there's all this shit that's dead and I have to redo it. And so I was like, and this tree, I think my dog is either killing or like is has killed like this tree is in crisis because my dog won't stop digging. Or maybe that's why digging is happening because she knows there's like root rot or something. No, listen to this. But Uh good guess because Uh listen to this. She the the landscaping lady brought a tree expert and the tree expert told she go she like stuck her head in my house and goes, Karen, I have to tell you something. She was laughing her ass off. The tree expert goes, this tree is too tall to be built in this area because it's like there's a you know, there's almost like a patio ceiling near it that's keeping it low. He he goes, they actually uh, planted it buried way too high on the root system. So the tree has been choking to death slowly and your dog digging behind it has aerated the root system and your dog brought this tree back to life by digging this hole. Are so what... What I've been yelling at her for. Do and- trees scream at some frequency <laughs> that only yes. dogs recognize and they're Maybe. asking for help? And she's like an EMT, a tree EMT, where she's like, let, first of all, check out these nails you haven't trimmed in two years. Let me get back there and do this tree a favor. And literally he goes, your dog has saved this tree and you should get her to do it around the front because then <laughs> it would completely grow and be green all the time. Did How insane just, is that? Yeah. It'd be funny if she was like, and it was done with such surgical precision that I refuse <laughs> to believe your dog wasn't in a past life some arborist. <laughs> Every Arbor Day, George gets very formal. Salutes, and- <laughs> right? Gets on that one hind leg and salutes. I would, yeah, I would say that my dog, George's passion is trees and I guess it always has been and I just yeah. didn't that see is, her as who she was. That is the best. Yeah. Saving the day. I think, don't you think we should introduce our guests now that we, we I think got it was perfect. That, such that a story really was nice... great, by the way, and it came to a nice yeah. conclusion. And I just kind right? of dropped the ball. I couldn't think Begin- of a tree. Beginning, middle, segment. and end. Well, no, I, knew, okay. I know two other people that are growing healthily in the podcast and comedy scene. Our <laughs> guests today. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, they both are getting holding deals at CBS, but we'll talk about it after. Uh, they are the hosts of the new podcast, Truth Hounds. Please welcome Kyle Mazzono and Anna Saragina. Yay! Hi, thanks for having us. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, guys. What a journey. Uh, Anna, are you, are you still my neighbor? No. You moved? I moved. Where the hell did you go? Okay, I left you. I go, leave him alone. Leave him behind. She was always hanging out near my garage. I'm always hanging out near Chris's garage. Um, Loitering? Loitering. Well, walking by, going to work and things. (laughs) One time I ran into you, I really sincerely had not seen a person in a really long time. Neither had I. I remember this. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I was like, I took a chance. My thesis for today is don't take a chance. <laughs> I took a chance. I go, something so weird happened. I have to tell someone. Again, hadn't seen Chris since the pandemic had begun. Uh, you know, always very excited to see Chris. It's not anything about that. But I go, Chris, I haven't seen you in quite some time. Do you have 10 to 15 minutes for a quick story of something? Oh, like that? the neighbor. What was it? Yeah. Can you tell it again? Well, the, the story, I mean, the, boy, howdy, the story is not very good, but basically <laughs> right before I moved from my apartment and is that okay to say? Yeah. Where I was your neighbor? <laughs> okay. Yeah, come and get me. Come and get me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have knives I'm and pepper sorry. spray and I'm kind of unfriendly at the door. <laughs> Okay, right before I moved from my house, yes, um, yes. this neighbor had just moved in, and she was a replacement to a neighbor who had given me such grief for so right. long. He was a guy who rocked, um, and by that I mean we both lived in studio apartments, and he would um, he would plug into an amp and play like Blackbird for no exaggeration seven hours oh <laughs> just, just, just the beginning of Blackbird for about seven hours one time he played the Little Mermaid theme song um, you know just one time he played an Apple ringtone so anyway this yeah, is a guy he is a rocker this yeah. guy rocks and one time I finally told him to turn it down and he goes do you know who I had in here the other week Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top <laughs> so anyway, so that guy moved. I was so happy. I was over the moon because this guy. <laughs> Wait, I sorry. Want, I want. How did you? Michael Gibbons was in his house. Yeah, exactly. But also, how did you come back from that devastating rejoinder? Like, what Lord, the I'm fuck? So glad you asked. I said I paused. I, I swallowed really hard. Um, I thought about how this is my moment to shine, and I go. You know what? I'm sure all of us has ha has had somebody very impressive in our apartments throughout the years, but it's really not about that right now. <laughs> like a you're like a grammar school principal, just handling shit in a mature fashion. I've been dreaming about handling it with this guy. I mean, this guy, oh, he's like would wear a tiny vest. Um, I heard him say one time to a to a t I would hear him bring Tinder dates over all the time and we lived right on I think that's okay to say oh, at this yeah, point. Yeah. And he would bring Tinder dates over all the time and I heard him say the same thing to every Tinder date oh, which is no. The place isn't that big cuz it's a studio. He'd go the place isn't really that big, but and then he'd open the front door show the tender date the lake and go but this is my living room <laughs> oh what a <sighs> dork and then he'd go right into blackbird <laughs> and, then seven, and then you're looking at seven to eight hours of blackbirds <laughs> oh my god so he left and you got okay. replaced was it better or worse so he leaves and I'm like, this is going to be, whoever this is, is an angel. I'm going to give them a gift basket just for, for just because they're them. And it is, and I should be happy and I should, <laughs> I should be really, really happy. And it's, it, it looks like a, it's a, like a, a woman in her thirties and she has a Vans, she has Vans tapestry on her wall. So I go, okay, she rocks, but in a way that, you know, that I can really get behind. Yeah, um, she rocks on my yeah. terms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine my surprise and dismay. When <laughs> and I don't even, I, I feel like I can't even complain about this because the guy was so bad. But the thing about her is that she has all these succulents. I don't hate it yet. I think that's fine. <laughs> she has like, I don't know, 10 to 15 small succulents. 
And I can't explain this to you, but she rearranges them like three times a day in a way that is so jarring where I'm like, (laughs) what is going on here? (laughs) Because in the morning, they're arranged in one way. I know because one's a little pot of an elephant, it's facing, let's say, west. When I come back home three hours later, the elephant's turned around, its its compatriots are crowded around him in a different way. (laughs) She just rearranges these succulents, like, for no reason, three to four times a day. And it's so weird, and it's like, only I would notice, you know, because I'm her next-door neighbor. Yeah. Is she chasing or avoiding the sun? I think she... I think she... (laughs) ADD? I think she was doing meth, it turned out, afterward. (gasps) Yes. Yes. In a past life, she just knows she can hear the plants screaming. She used (laughs) to be a dog. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. She's trying to make them happy. (laughs) Wait, but it it turns out she was on meth? Because I have a friend who Mm -hmm. I had a similar experience where I went to their house and everyone suspected that the people that lived in the house were all kind of secretly doing meth and we got there and the whole front of the house was like decorated with sparkly shit but not like it wasn't like oh they went and bought one bag of uh, some decoration it was like a bottle was hung here and a bottle cap was over there it was uh, like I walked in I was like they're all on so much meth like yes it's that's what happens is these little projects and these things become important that it's like this is going to look beautiful and it's like you're hanging budweiser bottles from a tree exactly no yeah this is not like george's special project of freeing the screaming tree this is like (laughs) this is like i i have a vision i have a seven seven a.m 4 a.m 12 a.m vision and Uh, succulent vision it makes it makes meth seem like less of a uh a problem in society when all it does is make you craft, you know, <laughs> pick on crafting. Like it's cra- but it's the that, hour that, that? that you craft because mm-hmm. that's violence. Like it's, it, you can't just keep doing it at these hours where everyone else in humanity is, if not sleeping, resting. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm trying to get my rest in from the years that I was living next to <laughs> ZZ Top's Billy Gibbons. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> so I hadn't seen a person in a while. And I ran into Chris. And I had to, you know, I gave him basically what I just gave here. I gave the breakdown. I gave the past neighbor. The I was in the neighbor. car. You asked me to get out of the car. You motioned for me to get out so I could hear this story. Oh, so should I park down the block? I go, keep her running. <laughs> keep her running. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That sounds like a great, especially if you both hadn't seen. This was like deep in b- the beginning of Quar. This was, uh, oh, it was just like a year in. Yeah, it was mid mid Quar, pre seeing people again. But yes, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I've been seeing people occasionally, and I, Karen and I were talking about this. Sorry, what, I, what? I have to stop you. Yeah, you. Are you not going to give the other side of what that was, what that experience was like with Anna? Oh, yes, of course. I can't believe I forgot. And you, well, I'm just saying, no, you're right. It sounds like she was trying to tell you about somebody. Was was she the one that seemed like she was on meth? All the real story, the storytelling of it. There was a lot more passion at the time because it had just happened. She had just (laughs) seen her rearranging them in the tweet. (laughs) 
tw- that morning, it was an especially tweaky rearrangement. She was really yacked out on the on the rowdy powder, and she'd smoke out of a light bulb, I think you said. And and then so she was laughing while telling it because it had just happened. So it's it's hard to retell those stories in the moment at the time. It it was fresh. So if I hadn't seen another person, then I accost you and I tell you this kind of beautiful um, (laughs) kind of drone story. uh, (laughs) I loved it. It was one of the better interactions. I was like, finally, I went to a party, I said, as you walked away. Yeah, that's what we want. Karen and I kept saying, we're going to appreciate it so much when we're at parties. We're going to go to. And I had a show last night. It was outdoors. But uh, and I was I was just right back to judging the audience (laughs) for not laughing. I'm right back at square one. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just welcome to humanity. I've not learned to the brotherhood of man. I know. None of us learn. I haven't learned shit. (laughs) <laughs> you will I just will. like you know open up to Anna and her stories wait so Kit, just to close it out just to close the circuit on this you don't have that neighbor anymore I imagine no oh so my big my kind of big <laughs> thesis is that I moved so oh you moved that was the so point so I did move yeah that was my point got you yeah <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> so I won't be do you not work down the street anymore then either I'm I'm on a sabbatical. Sure, for religious I've taken reasons. A, at least, yeah. yes. <laughs> Sabbaticals are always for religious reasons, right? This one's for religious reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Actually, if I may very quickly say this, I was bartending, and I took. It's the first I've been bartending for over ten years, and it's the first time that I've gotten to take a year, or I guess a year and a half away from it. And when I came back, I found myself so deeply hating this one regular, this guy. I just was looking at him and I was like, look at this fucking guy. I hate him so much. I hate his voice. I hate how he smells. I hate how he's looking at me. I hate when he's not looking at me. And then I thought, like, I don't want to care. I don't want to hate this guy. I don't care. You know, and that um, that is my pandemic lesson. And and when, and maybe good you'd one. become good friends with him in a grocery store, but when people are down at that bar, there's often on their worst behavior. <laughs> they really are. I get Kyle. T- I used to. That was my treat. But Kyle would come in and would observe, and get to sit in the corner and really take in <laughs> and be like, "Who do you hate in here?" Yeah. What's Kyle? What's the most? What's the vision that pops in your head if we were to ask you? Of the horrible things you've seen in Anna's bar, or not even doesn't have to be horrible, but just something memorable that stuck uh, out to you. Well, I always really liked going to her bar. I don't drink, but I liked going there because she would always make me a huge soda water and say, "This is on the house." <laughs> <laughs> like so, every time she does, she would do that. I go, "Is this on the house?" Though. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes Kyle would saddle up in the corner. She has a special spot uh, where others aren't allowed. And um, she would order. And I'd go, oh, with did you want five limes? And she'd go, yeah. And then can this one be on the house this time? <laughs> and I'd go, yeah. <laughs> and then you would slide it down the bar like in yeah. a saloon. Oh, yeah. Cool stuff. Oh, very cool style. Yeah. So nothing like. I, I feel like I was, I, because I would go kind of, I wouldn't go during crazy time. I feel like I wouldn't 
I wouldn't see all the bad the bad stuff going down. Yeah, she Were saw you- the highlights. Let's talk about some of the bad stuff. We haven't mentioned this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what we're looking for is a bar story. I Slapping. Recall, and barfing. This, yeah, we, we, oh again, God. we don't know the bar. It's it's somewhere in Los Angeles. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. A bullet. Someone came back to shoot and shot through the door and someone got hit in the leg with a bullet. Is that not true? That that actually that actually yeah. is true. And that's, in your bar? Yes. Yeah. I think about that pretty much every time I'm sitting in that exact stool where you can see <laughs> the bullet. That happened. that happened during, not to tell tales out of school, but Chris Garcia's wedding, because I was at Chris Garcia's wedding. I took the shift off. Oh, so you would have been there. I would have been there. Ooh, and you missed it. And I missed it for love. I'm sorry, you know. Nice. Love saved your leg. I thought you were saying someone, Mm -hmm. it was at the wedding party. Someone had a gun. Like, at the wedding, they had a a gun salute. (laughs) The bride and groom walked down a row of (laughs) riflemen. And then one of them got excited that night, and then there was a and discharge. Shot the bride. There was shot a, the bride. Hey, yes. shot the garter off her leg. It's an old tradition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh I my love those gosh. those bars though in that neighborhood because they are a lot of them are old and dark, mm-hmm. and you get the vibe of how long asses them had sitting in those seats, you know what I mean? Just like leaning against that bar. And I really, I miss bar culture so much because I was just a very young, dynamic alcoholic um, <laughs> in my 20s to yes. the blackout degree. I really did it solidly from 20 to 27 and lived in bars like that. Like that's, I lived for, I thought about it all day long. And then I would get in there, I would do drink four, four beers real fast start doing shots start threatening like bouncers and shit like i i just did it hard every night and i i really loved it like i remember thinking i'll never stop doing this like people are now starting to tell me they're worried about me and i'll never stop doing this and then it was like of course i i had to stop doing it but like it's it's it can be so fun when when the elements come together correctly. Like I, I'll quickly tell you my favorite bar story in a good way. We were at we saw our friend Greg Barrett's band um, across the street at this at this club that was on Melrose right past Vine, and then Smalls was up the street from that music club so you would go to see bands play so we all walk in and there's everyone's just being cool right everyone's like no one's looking at each other there's a dj but playing like very like chill music or whatever and so but we're already kind of drunk and like up from the club or whatever so we're just kind of being a little bit loud and standing around and all the people that are there kind of like looking over their shoulder and then kind of like the next thing i remember is me and my friend the like the dj instead of playing something just instrumental played like a michael jackson song and me and my friend danny just like looked at each other and just knew the second we made eye contact and we're like fucking we're dancing and we don't care that no one else is dancing and no one in this bar is dancing at all and we started a dance party that night at smalls <laughs> that at one point we were my friend danny and i who started it were asked by the club owner to come back and start a dance party the next week on the same <laughs> night and we were like we and we kept calling ourselves paid professional dancers after that we're like, <laughs> but it was purely just the we were just drunk enough to not care but not so drunk that we were fucking anything up we were it was the perfect 
pocket. And then all these super cool hipster fake people of Los Angeles realized we don't want to be cool and fake and hipster. We want to have fun. And everybody got on that fucking dance floor. And it was the most magical night that like for no reason on a Thursday and it never happened again. It was one of the my favorite things of all time. That is the best. I yeah, have... that's the best. Wow. That sounds right? good. How come you it didn't was go? How come you didn't go back and take him on the offer? Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> why do I speak like that? I don't I, know. <laughs> I have issues. You're the offer. I liked it. It was it was really formal. Uh, because I think we thought we were going to hear from him. Like, here's the plan. If you show up at ten thirty, yeah. because he was. It was really funny. He was just drunk as we were. Because it turned into this weird. Like suddenly, this truly is a party. Like. To me, that's what showing up at a bar is all about yeah. is like, maybe something great will happen, but it yes. almost never does. Right. But everyone, I feel like if you could get everyone to be honest, they, you could get them to admit like, yeah, I'm here. I hope to make out with someone. I hope, yeah, yeah. I hope someone looks across the bar at me and starts asking me, you know, all these questions are like, you want connection, but no, everyone's so cool in LA and yeah. so deep down actually lame that no one's ever going to be so cool that they're like i'm a fucking dance it's it's yeah. michael jackson we have no choice like yeah. but it was just this perfect amount of it wasn't too crowded that people felt insanely insecure it was almost like 40 people who all went fuck it at the same time yeah. it was genius yeah. you tore down those walls it's and i would i don't want you You're to Mr. become Gorgeous. an addict again <laughs> i don't want you to drink again but the version of you that you just described i would have liked to have met Dude. <laughs> doing shots and threatening security and then starting a <laughs> dance party. I'm like, Karen, I I know that you can you please just do that sometimes? I know. Believe me. There's no one more brokenhearted than been sober me. They're not uh, drinking me, I should say. Uh because it was, was it time. was really yeah, fun sure. until, you know, the seizures set in. Everybody sure. take care of yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we My have a big part of it. Dare I we, say we have a we have a little bit of a I, I drink a little not uh, mostly I'm basically sober now at this point so I mainly don't drink but Kyle and I have perfected a night out that is I mean you're at a bar if you if that's a requirement we can get you to a bar yeah but, it often is um, this night's probably going to cost you about I mean you're looking at sixty dollars in the end this is a sixty dollar uh -oh. night what are we but, talking about. We we can guarantee you the most fun. No one has to drink um, night. I think is it buying sixty dollars of balloons? <laughs> that is really okay. nice. Just a guess. I like Just that. a guess. I really Just a like. Guess. That. I really like that. Fifty nine dollars <laughs> worth of balloons and then yeah. one dollar scratch. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then one tip for the balloon man. There you go. <laughs> and then you want a tip, of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we is it okay that I tell them? Yeah, I'm trying to remember how, like, we decided to go do this. I think I know what you're talking about. You must know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, but how did we get there? I just wonder, like, what... I forget why we decided to go do that. I don't remember. Chris, what do you think, think it is? $60. Yeah, you guys should. Dodger? Yes. Dodger's um, game? Did no. you buy 
uh, some uh, pizzas for everyone. <laughs> I wish that's a really good idea. Yeah, like buy, pizza hey, pass out. pizza's here. What if you're like pizza pass out <laughs> at the beginning of the night? You decide tonight we're just gonna. No matter no matter which way you look at it, it's a sixty dollar night. So that could be to pizzas. That could be to yeah. for a round of drinks. By the way, one time in San Francisco, I walked into a friend of mine was DJing at this bar. Cool alert! Uh, <laughs> next, <laughs> next door to a pizza place, and I walked into the bar to say. I had my friend with a full pizza, and I was like, God, so- someone's going to say something. It's so annoying. And I walk in, the uh, you know, door person doesn't say anything. But I see my friend there. I'm, I'm making my way to them. Almost no one said anything. And then some oh. guy, some bro goes, cool pizza. And I just. Cool pizza? <laughs> well, I didn't know you could oh, cool, fuck that that cool pizza. I, it is one of my, it's why I haven't cool missed restaurants. Pizza. I don't like. Strangers commenting on my food. I hate I strangers want, commenting on my food. It's like, oh, is it? What are you eating? Is that good? It's like, get the hell away from me! <laughs> oh yeah, it's really funny because I like that. You like that? You, you do? Really? I hate that. That's where we diverge. Yeah, I yeah, I do. I do not want you part of that. This is just me time. I agree. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even want you to look at my food. Oh, oh I yeah. Just, I and don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> you know, of course. It don't just- even look at my utensils. <laughs> <laughs> I, my argument is that it's just sort of like a compliment. Like, I always take it as, oh, I made a good choice. Oh, <laughs> no. so like they- a wait. I guess if a waiter says, still, I get such a rise out. It's it positive vibes, baby. I hate it. When I'm oh. like, I'm like, you know what? I'll just get the chicken, whatever. And they're like, ooh, good choice. <laughs> good. That's one of my personal favorites. I work here. How do you even know? I know Wait. I've had everything, and that's. <laughs> Are you saying you you do like it? You're saying it's a positive. Uh, yeah, yeah. When a when, when a waiter okay, does you that, you just I- wrote the most perfect bit of all time. If it's if it's that is so funny and it's so true. Like like you're like yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right. It's a chicken parmesan. I chose it. Yeah. Wow. Are you in the culinary industry? <laughs> How would you know ahead of time? You just picked it because of the ingredients and it just grew up. Oh, what thing. taste? Oh, Are you French? Thing. And then and then he's like, did you save room for dessert? And it's like, no, I'm drinking vodka, you idiot. That's my sugar. And then I flip the table. I, no. I, I make things terrible. <laughs> I, one, that, wait, that's one time wait, I was. And, we uh, still don't know what the sixty dollars night is. Oh, we're, we're, oh, no, 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 we'll absolutely yeah. tell you. But oh, great. Yeah. Oh, just okay. really quick, what started <laughs> my hatred of people looking into my food is I was at Fisherman's Wharf um, <laughs> and huge mistake, and I yep. was like, I just, you know what? I don't know what it is. What's in the air? I feel like a lobster bisque, and I get uh-huh. this lobster bisque, and it is lime green. It is like. It was like Nickelodeon lime green. What? In a bread bowl. I'm sitting outside. What's it? St. Patrick's Day. It's not St. Patrick's okay. Day. I don't okay. know. I, I don't know ask. why. They Food spiked coloring? by this. I don't know what happened to the lobster. But it she's she honey, she's green. And, <laughs> and all these people, all these tourists are walking by and I'm seated like on the sidewalk. People keep looking in past like there's like a little railing area protecting me from the elements mm-hmm. and people are just, just 
teetering over the railing, trying to get into my lobster bisque. I know it's an uncomfortable color. I understand. I'll be the first to admit it. It shouldn't be green, but people are basically dipping their noses into my bisque, (laughs) breaking their backs to comment on it Mm. and be like, "Why? what is that? And ever since then, I have this aversion. I don't even want to eat outside. I don't want anybody to look at my food. I would rather be alone in the closet in the dark. Okay? I don't don't want commentary. This is all based on being traumatized after getting very, very sick from eating green bisque. <laughs> I, felt, I felt people. better than I had in years. Okay. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Rejuvenating. It was a yeah. rejuvenating basil yeah. lobster bisque. Wait, a- I, I think because of my San Francisco outside experience, like when, especially in LA, I'm like, I will not eat outside. I, it's just, LA is like, eating outside is like, why don't we go to Jiffy Lube and eat in the waiting room yes. where it smells like tires? Like, Absolutely. <laughs> same thing in outside LA. Stop pretending Absolutely. LA is in any way nice. <laughs> exactly. Especially on the east side to eat outside unless you're yeah. at that place that's like got a secret tree and no, it's surrounded <laughs> on all sides. Secret but like, yeah. other than that, no fucking, what are you talking about? You talking I don't want to eat while someone parallel parks yeah. next you gotta to you. Put up planters or buy some parking spaces they were yeah down at the street here they're just throwing down tables yeah anywhere feces (laughs) next to feces (laughs) and i'm supposed to enjoy my green bisque no thank you (laughs) i'm taking my green bisque indoors sorry (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's yeah that sounds like the worst oh my god wait anna did you actually live in the city or did you just go up there i did i lived there for a bit like i lived there after I moved there for college and then I lived there until I was, I want to say 27. So yeah, summer. <laughs> the night I met you, like I drove you around that city. We had a show somewhere. We, had, where, we did the business uh, at the dark. I room. do believe, wasn't there, speaking of shit on the floor, <laughs> a dog or something had pooped on the stage. Do you oh, remember this? Yes. Oh my God. And did I was like. <laughs> I was getting laughs, and I'm like, that's not even the punchline. They were just laughing that I was dancing around this mystery turd because it was a theater, had a theater dog with a oh. indigestion, whatever. Oh, no. And then and then we drove to the next place. Yes. Like, yeah, very good memory. Yeah. I mean, little I mean, things I- that don't matter. <laughs> Did I did I did I remember to do my taxes this year? No. But do I vividly recall a turd on a stage? But Kyle, imagine you're doing a show, you're having the the set of a lifetime. You're gigging. The blood is pumping in your brain, making you remember. Yeah. On your adrenaline. Your neck is thick with adrenaline. Oh man. Takes a shit next to you on the stage. (laughs) You remember that. You remember that. Okay. I guess so. Kyle, how long did you live in San Francisco? Um, well, I was born in San Francisco, so I was there. Are you a native? I'm a native, yeah. What wow. what hospital were you born in? Oh, I I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> so you're lying. You're lying. You were so born in lying. Martinez. I actually <laughs> was born in um, somewhere else. Um, <gasps> San Yacindro. San, sorry. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I'm from, yeah, so I was yeah born there. My dad is a generation of San Franciscan. So I guess I'm second generation San Franciscan. And then yeah. I just left for college. So I was there yeah. for a while. Okay. I was born at St. Luke's. I just wanted you to say I was born at St. Luke's so we could both scream. And <laughs> Were you born at St. Luke's? St. Luke's. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> 15 years after me. Just... <laughs> well, I was born and no one's asking, but I, everyone always calls. Mon- okay, Monterey is a bay. Monterey Bay. And my huh? parents called that the Bay Area when I was little. And I guess mm-hmm. they were wrong because that. Well, for central kind of like for central California, it's the Bay. It, yeah, that, it's just a different thing. But yeah, but I've been telling people when they refer to the Bay Area, they're usually talking San Francisco. And I was like, oh, I was born there. And then they're like, oh, really? And then they asked me the hospital. And, and I'm like, I was born in Carmel. And they're like, why'd you lie to me then? <laughs> then oh, Stop I, trying to. Yeah, there's more than one Bay. Do you guys want to talk about your new podcast? Trip yeah, Pounds? let's do that. We definitely do. Can we also quickly, can we tell you about the bar? Oh, we should tell you what we do for $60. Is that okay? Oh my Please. God. Can is that okay? Never, yes. This is really going to be the most frustrating episode. Yes. Oh. Everyone's on the edge of their <laughs> seat. Here's, no, oh. you're natural podcasters because you're drawing it out. So people yeah. have to stay all the way through for the yeah. $60 story. After <laughs> these messages, we'll tell you what the $60 oh. was spent on. Here's a music. We'll interlude. be right back. <laughs> and we're back. Oh my God. Anna. <laughs> so 60 bucks. Okay. 60 bucks. Okay. Wasn't balloons. It was not pizza. <laughs> Some balloons are pizza. Cool pizza. Okay. It was cool pizza. <laughs> okay. I don't know what the origin of this is. I, yeah, I think it's that, you know, we both want to have a nightlife, but I don't drink. Anna doesn't drink a lot. Yeah. So we want to be out there, but. And we want to rock. But we also have a rock side. So, I mean, that's just a very specific kind of thing that we're trying to get. So we started going to the Viper Room. And- <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's why it's really expensive because there's usually like a $20 cover. <laughs> You're looking yeah. at a $20 cover. You're yeah. looking at, you want to park your car somewhere on the strip? That's at least $20. You want at a, least yeah. a soda water? That's, that's $20, $20 right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we went to the Viper Room. I don't remember how the first time, but we immediately fell in love and we go, we got to come back here every Friday night. <laughs> so. Well, the crazy thing is we saw this band that um this is crazy but we saw this band i don't i can't tell you what this band who they were no. but they it's like they didn't obey the rules of the stage and no. were performing on the tables were performing <laughs> on, like where we were standing and i was terrified <laughs> i have a video of kyle screaming because they just wouldn't obey they just took the the kind of the the edges of the stage as a soft suggestion for when, where one might want to perform they go i see the rules and i'm gonna break them <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna walk on the table they walked on the bar so many times that the bartenders stopped paying attention and it's just started serving drinks over the people <laughs> walking and the whole time kyle's yelling you're not obeying the rules of this day <laughs> I was like, why are they so close to me? Why? I thought this was safe. Show business as a discipline. What are you doing? It's so funny. It's not allowed. Every, it's not allowed. I mean, every aspect of the Viper Room from the time you're near the building, because there's a door woman who whose voice is kind of like this. And she's like, she, 
like it's she's everyone's in a costume and the costume is rock and roll and you're just like yeah. this place was absolutely developed by Johnny Depp. I love this. Yeah. yeah. This yes. woman is like, let me see your ID and then let me see your bag to see what kind of bullshit you have. In there. <laughs> and you're like, I just what kind of bullshit I have yeah. in my bag? <laughs> and then she's like, all right, get in and uh, the bar's open so you can go get a Jack and Coke or a di- Jack and Diet Coke. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was her rock and roll j- door joke. That's it. That's her joke. And then I basically so we have a little system <laughs> which is I'll let you tell them the system. Oh wait, how many times have you guys gone? So, so many. Before the pandemic, that was kind of the biggest bummer because it was kind of our nightlife. <laughs> so when the pandemic hit, it was like, okay, we can't go to we the viper room. Go to the viper room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wish people could see what I look like because I do stick out like a sore thumb there. <laughs> I, really it, it is very funny to me. If you guys are being serious, I kind of yeah. thought you were kidding. No. Did you regularly go yeah. to the wannabe rock and roll? It's the most hilarious place ever. They you must think the you're, like, room you're like you're like Rolling time. Stone journalists or right. like, um, yeah, yeah. like you're or doing sure. research you're or the kid from Almost Famous. I go to yeah. Cambridge and I'm just here to do <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. You're the bit. You're the fire inspectors. You're just there to get a head count. <laughs> I'm actually OSHA. I'm an OSHA. <laughs> just go. This isn't compliant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what are we do <laughs> what we do beforehand was we we're like it's not fun if we don't know the bands like and sometimes there's not a lot of people there so we're like right. what if we see the lineup we're saying like we will go see this group called god save me yeah. <laughs> and yeah. i just made that name up just you did it that's a very probable <laughs> what is there yeah. and then if we so we'll before we go there we'll just listen to the whole album their whole album and really like <laughs> understand like the kind of music try to memorize some of the lines mm-hmm. so then when we get there and you sometimes the audiences are very small we just like being able to sing the songs <laughs> yeah and they're like <laughs> so <laughs> you're impersonating fans yes <laughs> wow we become fans though we become fans because it's almost like you've studied so diligently the lyrics of a song yeah. that it doesn't even really at a certain point the lines blur and it doesn't even matter if you really like them by the time the song by the time wolf eyes <laughs> comes on <laughs> and, you, and you go this is this is wolf eyes we, stu- we studied this <laughs> then you really are a fan at, at that point yeah it really it really is amazing <laughs> that is the most that is the most innocent and heartwarming i still don't all the way believe you're doing it <laughs> no, I, we were constantly hard, doing this I have it is a very uh wholesome thing to do Got well it. also to do it <laughs> To do it soberly is so funny <laughs> because it's yeah. not like you're just like fucking around and like whatever. We're just no. we just need to be at a bar. It's <laughs> like you you're going and going. We are here to participate in the Viper Room experience. Yeah, whatever that might be tonight. Well, like, that's why when you said that you earnestly got people to start dancing and yeah. to earnestly, you know, nobody was really worried about looking cool. I mean, it's not exactly the same because. I, what I will say with confidence about everybody at the Viper Room is that they're just entirely worried about looking cool. That's yes. all yeah, they're really yeah. there to do. Yeah. But 
if you're like, yeah, I love it, <laughs> you're singing, then, you know, usually we'll get some looks and then people will yeah. be like, yeah, actually, you know what? Hey. Come to think of it, I love singing too. <laughs> you know what? Guys, I'm going to take off my studded jacket and start acting like myself. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> this is all a mask. And I, exactly. I'm here to be myself sure. tonight like these yeah. two young, <laughs> young reporters. Yeah. And they all put on a cardigan sweater. <laughs> yeah. This is who I really am. Thank you, you two journalists. <laughs> Print is not dead. Oh my god. I love it. And and the the band wouldn't assume unless you're really laughing while doing it. They're they're just thinking, "Oh, we These that girls was pretty cool love those girls us. that yeah. knew the songs." Well, there we was one band where they didn't have they, the last time they put out an EP was, I mean, it was, it, it's with a heavy heart that I announced that it, <laughs> they haven't put out an EP since 2013. Oh, and so they were long. playing some songs and we were like requesting songs, you know, we were like, like vector of your heart or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, vector of your heart. We haven't played that since 2011. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they believed they were they did not think you were making fun of them no they're just like all right guys try and keep up damn dude yep. they've been with us One, since two, three, vector of your heart <laughs> i hope vector of your heart is about getting a, a jpeg photo and vectorizing it uh, to use an illustrator it's like a graphic design song absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's oh, shit! Oh I love that. I mean, first of all, you are, you already made the mistake of inviting me, so no, I'm coming. going to be going. <laughs> you're, you're time. Oh yeah. Here's what I I used to in bars in Missoula, and uh, with one specific friend, my buddy Kevin, we would go in and fake fight each other, like throw <laughs> each other over stools. I would actually be punching him, but not like not hard. But you can make everyone watching if you hit someone in the face. And then you throw them over something and everything spills. They, everyone would freak out, but we were laughing the whole, it was so hard not to laugh. So we're laughing and fighting, but the fighting looked real enough that they ignored the lat. They just thought we were crazy. And then we'd leave. We wouldn't break anything, but that's kind of fun because then everyone else would start fighting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't stick around that long. I don't know. <laughs> okay. It always happens in a movie. If you're fighting, everyone else, yep. all of a sudden, Terry Bradshaw shoves some guy's Terry, head into a jukebox, absolutely. and then the bartender's like, fuck it, and he breaks the bottle. On. You he know, pulls that's out how a shotgun. Yeah. yeah, of course they have a gun behind the bar. There's a lady at the front door that just starts making out with someone, and then she punches another lady. It's like, oh, it's so... I don't know that that ever happened. We just <laughs> confused because you got to get in and out when you do a yeah. fake fight. Yeah, true. But yeah, that I to be honest, that was also sober behavior. I think it, it's an innocent thing to soberly go into a bar. Yeah, and and oh, outdo everyone with bar behavior. <laughs> yes, and yep. then then leave like haha, they believed us absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I really it also kind of what you guys are doing. I know that you're telling that story because that idea starting a business where it's like we will send cool people around to your dumb thing and start fun to happen because you can't rely on just, you know, your average group of five people to be fun or have fun. Like, I mean, not to say 
there are plenty of fun people out there, but so many people feel oppressed by society's, you know, eye, judgmental eye looking at them. But like the idea that you'd be like, for $500, I'm going to send four loud girls uh, into (laughs) your shitty bar at at uh, right around 1045 and all of a sudden you're going to go to next level bar party. Wow. You know what I mean? Because that's really what it takes, right? Absolutely. We got to team up with you. I hate (laughs) bringing this up again. I've got ideas. Yeah. Now, so the $60. Okay. Was that spent... Have we spent that yet? Is that spending it on MP3s to so you can memorize lyrics? Have <laughs> so you spent the sixty dollars yet? We're supporting the artist on Bandcamp. That's like fifty bucks okay. right there. Okay. Yeah, okay. So okay. <laughs> no, twenty dollar cover, twenty dollars gotcha. to park the your cover. car across the, the street. Okay. And then of course there's a cover. Beverages, yeah, parking. A soda. Of soda. Yeah. I assumed it was a free show and you were just paying to have the no. tables cleaned because the you band had laugh. dirty you boots. Are- you are the joke of the town if you think you're going you are a jester chris if you think you're going up to viper room and they're letting you in for free i'm mm. sorry yeah, on yeah, what planet it's a, no way yeah, it's, <laughs> no yeah. way i mean no it's way. eight bands for god's sake what a value it is such a value <laughs> i mean they could charge me i would i would pay 30 because of the amount of fun you're having i mean this is basically this is my disneyland <laughs> this is it's a bargain at twice the price we even in the beginning of the pandemic when people were trying to have fun with instagram live i don't know if you remember that brief period yeah yeah <laughs> we put together a um play <laughs> about oh my god we put together a play because instagram you could split your screen into two when you go live with two people oh yeah so we really we go let's let's uh utilize this utilize this format (laughs) we're gonna be on bunk beds and we're on bunk beds on a tour bus that's playing that's going to the viper room that was our play (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I think like five people watched. We really worked really hard on it. <laughs> really hard. How much We're, money went into this? Oh, I mean, lots, another of 60 bucks. lots of cops. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. we were doing things that were like we're passing down a pill bottle from the top bunk <laughs> to the bottom bunk, oh, <laughs> and then back wow. up. You go, can you actually take this pill bottle back? Oh, we so did, you we both had to that. have a pill bottle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. We that's wrote a play still- about about being a band that strives to be at the Viper Room. That's and- hilarious. <laughs> I mean, we gotta. We really gotta bring that back now that yeah. we've saved our saved our stages. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. We want to do it. a Viper Room musical. I don't know if that's okay, if that's copyright. Well, you know what's <laughs> nice is we just discovered horror fan bases, and it's it's modest and it's it's you know shy in numbers, but it's um it's just quiet. Wait, you, sorry, you discovered the what? what? The what fan bases? Our fan base. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's shy dads. <laughs> I don't know what that's it is. It's really weird. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a dad who's, I don't know if they're divorced. Well, actually, I don't want to say weird because no, no, we, it's, you know, we, we welcome you with accept open, you. Yeah, we sure. accept you. Absolutely. Uh, keep, keep them coming. But, um, <laughs> but they are dads. shy dads. <laughs> they're shy. We, Kyle had a theory that maybe they're like, living vicariously through us mm. um, yeah <laughs> watching you go investigate things yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah they i just went to denver and the our fans karen are so they're the sweetest people it's such it's such a 
I'm so relaxed because they're just nice people and yeah. there's no drunk bros. Karen, there's no bros. You, it like the amount of people, there's no, there's no one more like people that I know from, uh, not, not comedy at all, like pre comedy, maybe like the most from, you know, other like cities where I've lived or whatever, people that are not tied to comedy at all always are like Karen Kilgarrett. Karen. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and they now. pronounce it correctly, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very much correct. Kilgariff. Yeah. Kilgariff. Oh, that's yeah. it. They just call you and say that and then hang up the phone. Yeah. I yeah. go, how'd you get my number? <laughs> we have Why are you doing years? this? <laughs> You're calling yeah, collect my... from Canada? I mean, come on. <laughs> it is interesting. I want to know why shy dads go to yours. yours. I love that. So, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. parent, it's nice. I'd say like, ours are bold moms. I mean, it's always oh, people wow. that like they're because of podcasting makes people think, you know, it's like we know each other because I hang out mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. So there's it's like familiar and there's it's always people that uh, like when I meet them, like the, the first time we went to do a meet and greet, which I'd never done anything like that before. Mm -hmm. And I was like the second we were we were walking toward it and then I went, oh, my God, what are we doing? This is going to be so creepy and this is going to be so scary. And the second it started, it was just person after person. That I was like, it feels like I know this person. Yeah. And, and they they're do truly know you. like know how to talk to you or just normal. They don't have an odd energy. Yep. Like every it. one of them is like, were you, are you friends with my sister? Did I go to camp with you? Yeah. Like, how oh, do I know you? That's a better way. I I just saying they're nice and and bring me comfort, but it's exactly that they fucking know me, yeah, in a weird way. And it's like, oh, I do have friends, and then I leave town and I never see them again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every city's like a twelve breakups with friends. Well, <laughs> guys, well, do you have do you have anything else you need to cover? I mean, I feel like we've we haven't even there was no plan there was. You know, did you need to promote anything in particular? No. <laughs> no. no. Really, no. Well, we have a podcast. Well, so we have a podcast. We should at least just say the name <laughs> of it. Okay, go and for it. And it's called Truth Hounds. Nice. We say it together. And it's just an opportunity <laughs> for us to um, go out in the real world and try to um, investigate things. Yeah, really, the genesis of the investigation is... Is I would even say experiences like going to the Viper Room where we're like, what is that? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And how do we recreate that in other aspects of our lives? So it's yeah. like an excuse for us to get to do fun stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. like, a, a, it's sociology, but kind of like X-Files because you're investigating <laughs> wow. and, and searching for the truth because it's out there. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's an opportunity for us to do stuff, fun stuff that's not really great on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> totally, absolutely. It's very visually dependent. <laughs> so season I had, two, I like, had fun on it. Oh, you were, and you were our first celebrity. You were <laughs> our only, only celebrity. celebrity. <laughs> 
so, probably the only one that will ever go on. It's true. <laughs> you were great. It was really fun. It, well, and it hadn't come out yet, or there yeah. was no like way to reference it. So they gave me, it was really fun. They're like, so we're going to be doing this. It was like, I just got the guidelines of what your podcast reality was. And then you're just like, and just play along however you and so choose. It was really funny. We interviewed you, um, if you remember, about what it's like to be mean. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's right. We really sat And there was down. a lot of like apologizing beforehand and like, look, we're not, it, <laughs> yeah. it's no, it's not like people were telling us you're mean. I'm like, no, you can skip all this. I, <laughs> I, I absolutely very proudly identify as a mean yeah. person. Yes. Well, you were the most insightful. And then we actually, the conclusion we came to in our investigation is that you're actually not mean. So, I don't know. Right? Yeah, that's a bit of a spoiler. Yeah. That's the big secret. That's, that's the, the big, big secret. Deep Total secret. emotional softy. Yeah. <laughs> but a little spiky on the outside. Until you know someone or they happen to oddly know you through your podcast. <laughs> through your podcast, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, fun. Congratulations, you guys. I'm glad you started a podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. G- great job. It was so fun to talk to you. It was yeah. so fun. Yeah, just, thanks that for was just a fun one. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking back. Let's recap some of the memories. <laughs> no, that would take a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on. Thank you for and having And I'm us. sorry I won't be seeing you in the neighborhood <laughs> anymore. I'll come back and loiter by your garage regardless. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what nice. I was fishing and you <laughs> took the bait. Perfect. See you down there. It's a Wearing plan. what I believe at the time you were wearing it as almost a trench coat. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See you in your trench coat by my garage. See you in my trench coat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys have been great. Good to see you all. Thank you so much. Nice to see you. Here's my conclusionary thing that I always do. You've been listening to Do You Need a Bride? D-Y-N. A-R! Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn. Uh, with Karen and Chris.